Okay, should we do this? Yeah. Uh, levels, levels. Levels, levels. Okay, so who's writing the cold open this week? Uh, man. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe... You know what? We should just vote on it. Majority wins. Yeah, but isn't that just going to end up in us declaring no winner over and over and over again? Because I'm voting for you and you're going to vote for me. (laughs) That's exactly how that's going to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, you point that out. I can see this is going to take at least six rounds for us to figure this out. This is a terrible plan. This is a terrible Terrible. Whose idea was this? Kevin. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to the uh, 149th episode of Talking to Todd, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Um, I'm hoping that there will be less extraneous noise tonight. Uh, we're recording even later than normal. Uh, the The pub down the street is, uh, is pretty vacant, and... Um, yeah, uh, traffic has dropped off significantly here from last week, so hopefully there there won't be nearly as much uh, background noise. Everybody back to work? No, no, we'll cover this later. Nobody's back to work. <laughs> okay. Nobody can, nobody can get to work. Anyway, we'll cover that later. Uh, let's see. Uh, I do you want me? Uh, I I I do not want to dive into another business meeting as we did okay. last week. All right. Because I got feedback on that. <laughs> um, but do you want me to take the audio from home alone and drop it in to the cold open where she says, Kevin, <laughs> because I can, you know what? Why don't you do that and then listen to it and then see if it's good or not? And then, you know what? Why don't you do that like six or seven different times? I, it'd probably take you two, three, four hours and then figure out which one's best. Okay, so I'm getting homework from Jake. <laughs> I'm getting homework from the educated idiots. And now I'm getting more homework from you. Technically, that was your idea. And I just took oh. it and embraced it. So I'm just I'm here to support you, dude. <laughs> yes, and thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's can we move to feedback before I create yes. any more work for myself? We should do that. Uh we're listening. Toddler number one, Harrison Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. And then we got to the point where I said, she's gonna be sitting there going, Harrison Ford. And then she loses it. <laughs> wow, we know each other so well. <laughs> yep. Yes, we do. It's like you can predict the future. It's like I can. Oh, it's sad. How about you? Uh, no, we we've, we've we've not been uh, we've we've not been listening to podcasts. So uh, no, I'm, I'm sure there's a there's a there's a plane flight coming up that may or may not involve listening to some podcasts. I I I do have a couple other pieces of feedback, but they are all buried under um actually. Okay, so oh, that's a bad sign. Okay. Yep. From Doug and the Educated Idiots, when you give someone a technical, they call you a piece of ship because we were talking about shipping it. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. I, I think the, the punchline a week later loses it. It loses well, a I, little bit of it's the half life of the humor is dropping, I, but I appreciate the feedback. Yes. Had had to explain it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to explain the callback. I'm just glad somebody's listened to this podcast. So there you go. Well, it's not Dan, but he is back from surgery. So are the idiots, which means we don't need to reference where stories are coming from because they've got that covered. Excellent. Super. We, we still might, but okay. Yeah. We still, we still might, but then yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Are we ready for 
for um actually yeah yeah i have three items one of them was from amy i said that we made sushi with tuna and i think i said it at least five times yeah at least it it was salmon (laughs) oh that changes the story completely right oh now i look at that in a whole new light Let's see. Oh, that was the only that was the only correction from Amy. The other two, one of them, uh, we're watching Slow Horses. Thank okay. you for the recommendation, by the way. Yes, it's amazing. I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness, it is so good. They go to the graveyard and they stand in front of the grave of William Blake. It may be. A William Blake, but it's not the William Blake. And I know that because all of us, when we were on our trip to London, stood in front of the grave or actually burial site of William Blake in where? Westminster? Is that where they bury all the people? In the basement of St. Peter's? St. Paul's. St. Paul's. Thank you. Yes. William Blake is buried in the basement of St. Paul's because we stood in front of him and I went, William Blake, William Blake, William Blake, just a Bull Durham reference. I remember that specifically because that was <laughs> William Blake. And then William Blake's grave is on the screen in Slow Horses. And I'm like, well, that's not where he's buried. <laughs> Excuse um, me. I'd like to represent a, con- a continuity error. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm at. Um, Actually. Uh, so that's I'm actually for an entire different show, not for us. It's still a correction. It's just not our correction. And thirdly, this actually is a correction for our show. You wanted to talk to me about the late night league draft order. Yes. And you said that you lost the last two weeks. Yes. So in the semifinals, you lost. So you were playing for the third and the fourth seed. Yes. The uh which would actually be not the third or the fourth, it's the ninth or the tenth. Yes. You lost, you get the tenth pick, the winner gets the ninth pick. Oh. The loser gets the tenth pick, the winner gets the ninth pick. Okay. I'm gonna file an official complaint. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna take this to the commissioner and he's gonna straighten this out. <laughs> okay. I mean <laughs> That's going to that's gonna get you about as far as Kevin, but I don't think any of that stays either. Probably not. <laughs> See how much probably shouldn't. It might, but it probably shouldn't. Yeah. Getting a nod from the other side of the truck. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Did you have any corrections? Uh, I did not. Okay. Apparently, apparently if, you don't, if, you, if you don't listen to the podcast, it's very hard to come up with corrections. It all sounded right when I said it, more or less. <laughs> How about follow-up? Um, a couple pieces of follow-up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a we, we talked about how little the ball is in play in English Premier League uh, football, mm-hmm. um, where I think you it was a uh, Dwayne guessed a number and you guessed like 70, 75 minutes, and it was like 55 minutes is, is all that it was in play. Yes. So uh, as we record last night, uh, two of the top three teams in the Premier League uh, uh, played each other. Uh, Arsenal and Newcastle uh, took each other, uh, uh, faced each other in what is supposed to be one of the matches of the year because, you know, there's a lot at stake. Uh, And they looked at that 55 minutes of the ball in play and said, hold my beer. And... These are two of the top three teams in the Premier League, and the ball was in play for just 51 minutes and 23 seconds. Shockingly, wow. it ended in a 1-1 tie. What's Sorry. shock? Actually, scratch that. Uh, I believe it actually finished in a nil-nil tie. Yeah. What would have been shocking was that either of them had managed to score a goal <laughs> when the ball's only in play. Just over half of the time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the 55 minutes from earlier this week is now going, is now trending downward. So good job, boys. 
also, uh, in follow-up around football, we did talk about uh, there was the the uh, pitch problem in Australia where uh, the goalkeeper got hit when the bucket of sand was thrown at him uh, because yes. they were prepared for the – they didn't stop the flares. They just were prepared for the flares. Uh, anyway, um, uh, the, the Australian police department is actually on this. Um, they have charged 32 people <laughs> over the pitch invasion and wow. are searching for another 11. So, um, they, they are actually, uh, trying to do something about this. Um, yes. Uh, uh, other, other piece of follow-up kind of related to that. Yeah. Amy did not know the words to the Eli and I fight song. She's like, what? <laughs> That's not in there. Yes, it's in there. For you know, we have, we have sand, Illinois. There it is. Can't ever let them forget that. That's some solid, solid writing there. Although, now that I think about it, you said that you've got some really bad ice and some snow. Yeah. What's the one thing you want when driving in ice and snow? You you want the per who do you want to call? You want to per- you want to call the person who's got the sand. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, you know we have sand, Eleanor. <laughs> it must be Iowa. No, wait. We use salt on our roads. They must have been talking to a different state. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the the last bit of follow up I had. I'm just yes. gonna keep moving on here. Thank um, you. Because we did talk about the the pitch invasion in Australia with the the fans and the flares and 32 people arrested and and everybody, you know, this is like, well, this is what gives international football uh, a bad, this gives it a bad rap. The same day I saw the 32 people have been arrested, I also saw a news story that fans of Spanish La Liga club Real Betis um, have an annual gift giving tradition that... um, during the final home game of the calendar year, right? So right around Christmas, New Year's, um, supporters were encouraged to bring a soft toy. And when the referee blows the whistle for halftime, fans are encouraged to take said soft toy and chuck it on the field to be collected and to be donated. Okay. 14,000 toys. (laughs) were collected. <laughs> oh my god, did they have to extend halftime to collect them all? I I don't I don't know if they did or not. It is um it it is uh, I I will send you I will send you the link of this. Um and by the way, when I say like this is like a three-tiered stadium. So <laughs> so so stuffed animals are flying out of and I should better to... be a gif of this. This is awesome. What Lisa's like, well, what happens if you can't make it all the way to um what happens if you if you throw it and it can't make it all the way there? Well, uh it what ends up happening then is uh if you're in the lower bowl, you need to be prepared for um for uh stuffed animals to be co- raining down on you and catch it and then and then chuck it please direct it towards the field <laughs> so not every uh football pitch invasion is is an unwelcomed one have you ever been in a game where they did a duck toss no most of the games i go to PETA has uh, said that there's absolutely no tossing of uh of animals so no wait what what's a duck toss so there's a table set up, probably multiple tables set up to this hockey. So you buy a duck, all of the proceeds go to charity. And then similarly, at the end of a period, they tell you, okay, you can throw your ducks. Uh, it's Chuck a duck. That's what it is. How could I miss this? This is Chuck a duck. It's not a duck. You know toss. what? It's Chuck a he was a great Formula One driver uh, in the early 1970s. Chuck a duck, yeah. I mean, he was, yes, yeah, he was. He was just. He was fantastic. Excuse me. Um, actually, Charles Ledoux. <laughs> there you also go. Also known as Chuck a duck. Yeah. Also, in third in the uh, in the Daytona 500 is Chuck Chuck a duck. Oh, Chuck. 
So you try to get your duck to land closest to the center circle is the okay. point of it. And the person that does wins some money, but most of the money goes to charity. Anyway, yes, chuck a duck is a thing. Um, and can raise a uh, you know a good deal of money because who who doesn't want to chuck a duck? Yeah, <laughs> the ducks. <laughs> they're rubber. They're rubber ducks. Oh, so you're gonna really have to throw them because I was thinking like if they're if they're yeah. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I not? Did I miss the part where I said it's rubber duckies? You probably said that. I I. I may have I may have dozed off I, there for a little bit, but maybe, no, I'm I'm here back. I'm gonna, that's I'm entirely possible. <laughs> okay, what else do we got? Do we have anything else? Anything else before we move on to the next segment? Nope, uh, we're good. Okay, uh, I've got one item for Todd's Tech Corner, sponsored by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy. Okay, uh, reboot sure your that... iPhone. Sorry, <laughs> that's just my answer for everything. <laughs> just reboot it; it'll be fine. <laughs> That is a really, really bad answer because my question is, do you know how I can bypass the Windows 10 automatic setup? <clears throat> yes. Buy a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> how did I not see that answer coming? <laughs> That's <sighs> another another successful technology consult in the bag. <laughs> Check the box. Moving on. Uh, technical corner. We are back from holiday break. Coaches are back in um, pre-break form. Do you remember snakes on a plane? I've I I've I have no reference to it. Right. I believe I believe the line is. Um, I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> I, is that is that right? I, I believe that's what I saw on CBS. Yes. 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 That's um, I, I was told last night that I need to call them Monday to Friday foul <laughs> by the coach, at which point we took a little break and we shot some free throws. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, hey, it's an odd week. That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Okay, Todd, hit me. All right, now I'm learning from you. All right, why bring one when I can bring options and make you choose? So, oh. hey, it, it works. It works well for idiots. Sure. Yes. So okay. this week you get to choose option number okay. one, football. Option okay. number two, football. I... <laughs> Am I doing this right? <laughs> That's not how this, that's not how any of this works. Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm new to breaking the, to breaking our rules. So, you know, it's usually you, I'm just trying to figure this out. Hey, a, a for effort. Yeah. Well, thank you. C for effort. <laughs> F for um, execution, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's go with number two football. Okay. Number two football. Oh, by the way, number one football was American football. Number two football is European football. So you chose the right one. Oh, okay. I, I did? Okay. Yes. World famous... <laughs> Says you. World famous footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Mm -hmm. re, uh, before, before the World Cup, gave an interview and burnt his career at Man United to the ground. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and forced them to cut him without any compensation. Just... Look, get out. He was then waiting for all of the uh, all the offers from all the teams in the world to pour in. And reportedly, he got one. Well, we know he got one. We're pretty sure that's the only one he got. You sure he uh, didn't get two? Thanks, Eli. Uh, <laughs> nope, we think it was just the one. Okay. So, um, it's a team in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And reportedly, he is going there because they gave him a two-year contract. 
reportedly worth $146 million a year. $146 million. That's the number I'm guessing. <clears throat> okay. That's okay. You're high. Okay. My my guess is high or yeah. guess is high. Yes. Okay. Okay. So $146 million a year for a single player. Dwayne, in the in the last game that that team played before the World Cup break, can you guess the size of the crowd that that team, who can afford $146 million a year for a single player, how big is the crowd, the home crowd, at their last match before the World Cup break? Which is pretty indicative of their regular, like this is their, this is what they get, but that's the specific game in Saudi Arabia. Yes. All male. Uh, I don't know. And I'm not going to touch that one, but we'll assume. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one, but we'll assume. Okay. Fair. Um, if it helps, the club is Al Nasser. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Again, he also can, he, he was in the same, he was in the same Daytona 500 with uh, Chuck a duck. <laughs> Al Nasser. Al Nasser. Yeah, Al Nasser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have good old number 42, Al Nasser. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. In the Penske, in the Penske Ford. 42 is not the right number. There, there actually was a 42. That's not good. That's, no, I <laughs> needed to assign him a different number. Oh, well. Um, well, I know how many people on average attend an A's game last year. I'm going to guess it's about that number. How about 4,500? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you went under, um, which surprised me because I figured any club that could afford $146 million a year, you would assume that they would have to be drawing 50, 60, 70,000 fans. Um, if they were, this wouldn't be on my rundown. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I, good point. I see. I've made a tactical error here, haven't I? <laughs> Um, <laughs> their stadium, well, the, the crowd at their last game was 12,763 people. Their stadium seats maximum capacity, 25,000 fans, but, but $146 million for a 37 year old soccer player. You know what? I'm sure that's it. You know what? You just, you just raise the concession prices a little bit. You raise parking prices just a little bit and you got that covered. Or you send him on a golf tour. <laughs> Same fund. Do, do they do they know any? Anyway. All right. Well. <clears throat> I probably can't ring the bell there. Though I was closer to the number than I was to the capacity of the stadium. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you were you no. were closer than I realized, but now I'm gonna have to start making this game much harder. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. How, yeah. By the way, how how good are you at factoring large prime numbers? Just curious. <laughs> oh, we should uh, move on. Dwayne, Dwayne, guess a number. We'll be back in two weeks. How about that? Excellent. Uh, how about uh, the Scott Favre Memorial Idiot of the Week? How about that? Okay. All right. Um, so. The one I put in the rundown is, uh, we've talked about this before, how difficult it is for people to mail or ship things. And normally when we talk oh. about that, it's the Postal Service, it's UPS, it's FedEx. Yes. Really difficult. Case, it is really difficult. In this case, the whoever shipped all of this, I believe it was the Postal Service, did the exact right thing. Um, the uh, Augusta National Golf Course sent out invitations for uh, this year's Masters, and a general and an invitation went out to Scott Stallings. However, the Scott Stallings who received the invite and all of the information about what he needed to do to participate was not the Scott Stallings who's actually a professional golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this story. Oh my god. And if I were if I were the second Scott Stallings, I would have absolutely shown up. 
You just hey, grab, grab the bags and I got, look, Scott Stallings and my address is on this thing. I'm here. Here's my driver's license. I was invited. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So good work, uh, Augusta. Yeah. So so the Scott Stallings that received the invite actually eventually got on Twitter uh, to reach out to the other Scott Stallings and said, "Hey, by the way, dude, I think this is yours." Very nice of him. I'm sure he got some nice signed memorabilia. Scott Stallings is apparently a good guy. Yeah, but not good enough for Augusta to have his address on file. <laughs> so, uh, way to go, way to go, Augusta. It's a well-run tournament, uh, you know. Uh, but they can't. You know what, though? Even with all of that, you're not. We, we are contractually obligated. We are not allowed to say that they had um, whoever mailed that had a rough day. We have to say that he had a second cut day. <laughs> oh, golf jokes! Nothing but golf jokes. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with a comeback there. I'm just right now I'm just stalling. Oh, jeez. All right, let's move on. How about you? Okay. I brought my I brought my standard 3. Okay. Number 1, number 1 play on. Number 2, moving on up. And number 3, hey Scott, which might actually sound familiar. <laughs> There's part of me that, given the fact that I didn't really deliver mine very well, I just want to pick, hey, Scott, and have you explain this story and then see which one of us actually did a better job. Um, but based off of that, I will take play on. So uh, as you have probably seen in the news this week during Monday Night Football. The injury, d- yes. The injury, yes, the, the injury. ESPN reported at one point. Joe Buck reported because he was told we're going to give the players five minutes to warm up and we're going to come back out on the field and the game is going to resume. The NFL has vehemently denied ever wanting to resume the game. And uh, as we all well know, uh, the NFL is an incredibly trustworthy organization. Whose primary focus is player safety. Absolutely. Yes. The idiot of the week is the NFL. The ESPN, uh, the ESPN and its reporters stand by their story and continue to do so. Uh, the, the people who should be applauded were the two head coaches who came together and said, screw this. We ain't going back out and you guys can punt. But, but the NFL, uh, once it made known that they never wanted the game to resume. I, I will say this. Both things could be true. Okay. Because a person, maybe a high ranked person in the NFL, a person told Joe five minutes of warm up. <clears throat> Quote, the NFL, unquote, didn't want that to happen. Who's that? Who who's who's the NFL? So I I can see their lawyers going, legally we're allowed to say this. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got plenty of wiggle room. It could have been Roger Goodell directly told Joe Buck, is he the NFL? Not in this case. Not in this not in this case, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow just when you think the NFL can't get any worse, you go, Oh, and they did. Uh the NFL uh invariably making a bad situation worse. <laughs> That is their specialty. That's what they do. Does what it says on the tin. <laughs> uh, how about travel stories? You're still in London, as I can see from the background. Uh, you haven't come back. How? Uh, how? Anything good there? Um, just on travel stories. Uh, I just I just put in uh, strikes, strikes, and more strikes. Uh, and it it was good that we we didn't need any of these services. But just to give you an idea. Uh, and you know, any other country outside the United States, you know, trains are important actually to get people around because people rely on trains to get into the city, out of the city, et cetera. Um, there's a series of strikes going on again this week. And, uh, this is, we, we were in a train station today and it was really, really quiet as we were going through. 
and they have a board so you can color code which strike is happening which day to know how screwed up your day is going to be. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's really well organized. Um, here's, here's what happened. The, the rail workers went on strike on Tuesday and Wednesday, which meant that there was going to be limited rail service on those two days. Then on Thursday, the union that represents the people that drive the trains is going on strike. So there is no train service in the country at all on Thursday. Then the rail workers are going back on strike on Friday and Saturday, which will lead to very limited service. So limited service, limited service, no service, limited service, limited service. Good luck. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's anyway, we went out tonight, uh, we were going around and we were, we had to get out of a, out of an underground station and, uh, the main exit was closed. We're like, what are we doing? We got to go up these stairs, not there. And I'm like, oh yeah. Cause the train station's closed. Why is the train station closed? Yeah, Cause we ain't running any trains. So don't need the train station open. So anyway, um, USA, we don't have to worry about, well, we do have to worry about the train strikes so that we'll, we don't have to worry about passenger train strikes cause we don't have any, so we don't need to worry about it anyway. It's kind of a mess here. Uh, we're flying out tomorrow morning um, as long as the car can get us to the airport. So we're good. You're, you're not taking the train to the airport? We can't. There's no train service tomorrow, period. None. Wow. We Lisa, Lisa thinking ahead, knew that rail strikes were a, pro, a probability over the holidays. So a couple of months ago, she booked a car for us to take us out there so that we avoided any type of industrial action, which is what they call it here. Seems more like a factory thing. Anyway, um, so yes, we we had already planned on not taking the train on the day we got to the airport. So anyway, Lisa, Lisa figured that out ahead of time and we're bypassing it. So good job, Lisa. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Very good job. So Anyway, yeah. yeah. You wrote strikes, strikes, and more strikes. I thought maybe you went bowling <laughs> on this trip, but that was clearly yeah, not the case. No, if you do that, but here um, it's with nine pins and you throw it overhand, Robin Sadoff style, and it's a whole it's a whole <laughs> other game. Overhand Robin Sadoff style? Wow, that's a callback. Holy cow. Nice work. Just shot put it right down the. Uh... Yeah, it's a, it's an entirely it's a, it's I mean, it's it's called the same, but it's really a different thing. So it's the, what really sucks is to be the goalkeeper in bowling here because you, you <laughs> that really hurts. I don't understand these rules at all. No, no. Oh. But, but if we did, I was hoping to get three chuckers. So anyway, I may have some of that confused. Uh, let's see what we're watching this week. I I was off work for two weeks solid. Okay, my list is really long. Yeah, but part of that is because the title of one of the shows that I watched goes on forever. Have you heard of or seen the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window? No, but I don't think my browser window goes that big, so I don't think I would have. This is Kristen Bell. And it's a murder mystery, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, I and, I would, where would watch, one find where would one find this? Oh crap! It's in the I tubes. It's, a, it's, it's on the on tubes the somewhere. Tubes. Um, it's on Netflix. Of course, it is. I think it's eight episodes at about thirty-five or forty minutes each. I, I would watch Kristen Bell fold laundry for six hours. So I'm good. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so everybody else calibrate, calibrate that recommendation based on that information. If that's, if that's worth anything, uh, Lucas and I finished Andor before he went back to school. We watched, I think five episodes straight to knock it out. And at one point he says, this is really, really good, but it started out as a heist show and then it turned into a prison break. <laughs> and I don't know how that happened, but okay. It, again, like you said, one of the best shows of the year, not just one of the best Star Wars shows of the year. Really, really good. Uh, speaking of best shows, 
on your recommendation, like I said, we watched all of Slow Horses. Yes. In one day. Woof. That's a lot. All of season one in one day. It was that good. We could not stop. We have yet to start season two, but we're going to get going. Maybe we should just, <laughs> just wait. Clear, clear a calendar. It's done now, by the way. It's done. It's oh, out. All six. Okay. All six. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just wait till the weekend and then yep. I'll have something to report on next week. Uh, and oh, and we watched three X-Men movies and I don't know why. <laughs> they were on, I guess, after we picked them. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. How about you? You watch anything good? Uh, we did. We finished up Slow Horses. So, uh, and then as soon as this season, as soon as this season ends, Lisa's like, when's the next one coming out? I'm like, well, this one just finished. When's the next one? I want more. Let's go. Come on. How how quickly do you think they can shoot some of these? Chop, chop, Gary. Um, on Monday night, um, uh, before the Rose Bowl, um, with the time change and all, I, I, I went out to, uh, I took a train out to, uh, uh, went out to QPR and watched uh, some English football, uh, watched QPR play uh, Sheffield United uh, at uh, Loftus Road Stadium. Uh, yes. For the uninitiated, QPR yes. stands for? Uh, Queens Park Rangers. Thank you. Yes. Uh, they're in the championship, which as everybody knows is the second tier of English football. I don't understand. No, I, I seriously don't understand why, but anyway, <laughs> so I'm looking under the table to find how far down that is. Sorry, please continue. Well, no, because it's, it's, it's a, it's above league one because league one is three and league two is four. So the championship of course is two, but you can go above the championship anyway. It's still higher than Wrexham. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wrexham is wants to get to. Yes. Um, compare and contrast to the last time we were here when Lindsay and I went to, uh, Crystal Palace, um, yeah. uh, quick report. Um, this is a much smaller stadium. Um, so much smaller crowd. Um, the away fans were, uh, in, uh, they were singing most of the entire time. Um, the home fans were, v- you remember when Peyton Manning was with the Broncos and anytime that he had, he had the ball on offense, he wanted the home crowd to be quiet so he could do everything. And it was a sign of respect. The QPR fans are very, very respectful of their team. They don't do a lot of cheering and singing while, while the game is going on. They let the players decide. Um, it's a different atmosphere. Um, there was a hundred percent less peen on the streets to and from. So while Leeds can pee wherever they want, Sheffield United uses bathrooms. So um, in case in case anybody needs to know that, that's a good note. Yeah, I did tell I did tell Lisa. I said um, it's unfortunate Lindsay didn't come with, uh, wasn't here with us because she would have really enjoyed this this match. And it was um, it was actually it was fairly exciting. Um, QPR scored in the eleventh minute. And um, Sheffield United uh, tied it in the sixth minute of five minutes of stoppage. So uh, at at the end of the game, uh, yeah, anyway, eh, it doesn't matter. Injury, injury, and extra time, whatever. Yeah, it, if I want to, well, actually, the person holds up the board and says there's five minutes of extra time. And as I do at soccer matches, because they don't tell you in the stadium, I start a stopwatch just so I just have a general idea of how much time is left. There's a player on the field injured quote unquote okay. he doesn't get up he doesn't get up for 55 seconds so we've blown the first minute of five minutes so now i'm expecting there to be six minutes of stoppage time my watch has now hit two two minutes and 30 seconds and the guys behind me go that's at least five minutes i don't know what this referee is doing <laughs> no no it's not um at three minutes and 30 seconds the crowd starts whistling telling that the referee they need he needs to end this now and i'm like i don't think he's not going to and then when my wa- my watch hit five minutes and then everybody around me started talking about this Monday to Friday referee uh, who is uh, screwing them over and uh, Sheffield, <laughs> Sheffield United scored uh, at, at on my watch five minutes and 33 seconds into stoppage time and everybody was incredibly mad. The ironic thing is we went into that extra minute because it was a home player 
who was injured that caused the extra minute to be anyway. Um, Lindsay would have enjoyed it. What I told Lisa today or yet last night, uh, I said, if Lindsay came with me, I would take her to a QPR match because she would like that much more than what happened at uh, Crystal Palace. If you came back here and wanted to go to an English football uh, match, I would take you to Crystal Palace, not to QPR. And Lisa said, do you want to get Dwayne killed? And I said, well, not really. No, but um, but the QPR, it was too quiet. Like if you if you if you want to experience English football and feel like you're slightly in danger, Chris Powell's the place you want to be. So that was Monday night. That was Monday night football for me was English football. And then last night we went and once again saw Book of Mormon. Hello. <laughs> yes. Lisa liked your posting. Lisa is just two punches away on her Book of Mormon attendance punch card from getting to be in the next show. So that's we're really looking forward to that. C14, get to be in it on your 15th. This will be great. So, uh, man, it's good. It's just every time you think, oh, I've seen all of this. This can't possibly be funny again. Nope, I was wrong. Still Still funny. funny. Again. Not for everybody. I'm totally aware it's not for everybody. But if it's for you, oh my goodness, is it funny? Anyway, so that's that's what we that's why we haven't been watching much TV, football, West End theater, etc. Did did you learn anything at the show? Well, did they make before we get to what we're learning? How many changes did you notice from previous iterations? Anything, or was it pretty true to form? Because I'm curious. Well, since I've seen it last, there's been a lot of changes. Lindsay can um, tell you every single one of them and give you footnotes on what it was, what it is. <laughs> since I've seen it, yes, there are there are a number of changes, but I'm sure I missed many of them. So uh, it, th- there are just, I mean, there's some simple things like... Um, Instead of her having a typewriter to send text messages, she now has an iPad. Um, think okay, some stuff like that. So uh, anyway, there's there's some there's some changes. I think uh, Lisa pointed out that the villagers get more. Um, the villagers get a little bit more skit more lines where the father used to sort of explain how bad the village is. The villagers now uh, maybe get some more lines in there. So yeah, you know what? There's some changes, but it's. It's not like I was sitting here going, oh, I am so glad I saw the original version before this one. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Lindsay may have said something like that, but that's, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. How was your new year's? Well, it was both better and worse than I expected. Um, so okay. I think when last we talked, uh, we got we got tickets to go join a hundred thousand people to go watch fireworks on the in, the the embankment, um, and uh, we were in uh, we were in zone four, red red four, red five standing by. No, um, anyway, you know, we were in the red zone and we stay had on target. Four. Yes, stay on target. <laughs> Um, it's only two meters. How hard could that be? Anyway, so um, it's weird they still had meters back then, but they adopted the metrics. Anyway, that's whatever. Um, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so we didn't want to spend a ton of time because we weren't sure exactly how bad it was. So we, we left and we walked down and we were only, uh, it was a 15 minute walk. And then we got there and and then we found the line. But But then it's the, wait, Okay, the the line, the wait, that that's the line going that way, and then it wraps around this way, and then it wraps around. Oh, here's the end of the line, and so we we got into line and um, Q, got into yes, Q. Yes, we. Well, actually, I'm going to say this: we thought we were getting in the queue because everybody was being real good about queuing up, as they are in this country. Absolutely. But the close, in theory, they were going to close the gate at 1030. And the closer it got to 1030, the less of a queue it became and the more of a line it became where people were just jumping in the line. There was a lot of that. And at one point it got, um, there was a lot of people in a very small space (laughs) to the point where uh, I was sitting here thinking, if something goes wrong, what is our escape 
route out of the middle of this mass of humanity, like to that point. Uh, and it turns out that Lisa was also thinking the exact same thing at the time. Anyway. Oh, so we, we, we slowly made our way to the edge of the line so that there was space somewhere. Anyway, once we got through that, we were like, I'm like, let's just get in. And if it's this bad inside, we're getting the hell like, we, no, we're just leaving. Just, I'm not doing this for an hour and a half. And then once we got through the gate, then it was like, hey, it's just a street party. Well, that's fine. So it oh. turns out that the worst part of all of it was the queue to get in. Once you got in, there was a lot of people, but this is also, I mean, our section, our pen was probably a mile long. <laughs> like, like it wasn't a small area. <laughs> and so we found a place and, uh, and then we, we found a nice couple from the Southwest of England that we chatted with for a while. And then they shot some fireworks off and then we, uh, quickly worked towards an exit that they did eventually open up. And, um, that's disconcerting. Well, we're all headed up this, uh, we're headed up this, uh, road. And at the top of the road, there are big steel doors that are shut. And it was like, well, I'm sure they're going to open those by the time we get up there. How hard could this be? <laughs> they did mostly. There were some choke points. I'm going to be honest. There were some choke points that things got a little narrow again. Anyway, because we were close from the time the fireworks ended to the time we were in the flat was 15 minutes. We made that time a record. That's record time in London. Yes. It did help that they shut all of the streets. There's no cars, no buses, no anything. So you just get to use the streets, which is pretty nice. So that's smart. Uh, it was um, because you get a lot of drunk people. You just got a lot of drunk people. Um, it, look, they're going to be in the streets regardless. So you can either leave the streets open or you can close them. Either way, they're not moving. So, uh, so the the night started off not great, and then it and then it got much better. So. Nice. You also know that you're getting to a certain age when the most important part of it is that's how fast I got home. How were the fireworks? <laughs> the fireworks were fine, but I got home in 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm old because I'm envious. <laughs> wow, that's really good. That's amazing. <laughs> you're going to tell me your secrets. <laughs> nice work. That was really super. Good for you. Yeah. How about you? What'd you learn this week? <laughs> so we recorded last week. I was in the basement because... Yes. Amy's family was in town, right? And we exchanged Christmas gifts. I gave uh, Amy's sister, Julie, her, as I referenced last week, her significant other, her is his also named Todd. So I spent last week also talking to Todd. I gave Todd a bottle of Maker's Mark 46, which he really enjoyed. What did I learn this week? My almost, he's almost my brother-in-law. My almost brother-in-law, Todd, really likes Makers 46 to the point that over the course of about two and a half days, he and I finished that bottle of Makers 46 and I felt, go ahead. I mean, he was enjoying it and you were just drinking with him to be polite. That's all I was doing to the point where I felt obligated to send him home with another bottle of Makers 46 that I had in the closet. I'm like, you came here. I gave you this for Christmas and we drank it all. Dude, just take this other one home so that you've got one because I just didn't feel right. And how I acquired, how I acquired that many bottles of 46 to begin with um, are one of our local liquor stores that's owned by High V wall to wine was doing a promotion. Did I tell you this story? No. They were doing a promotion where they were selling Makers 46 for $19.99. This is normally a $30 to $35, $37 bottle of bourbon. It's good. Of the 10 cases of Makers 46 that they had on the truck, there were 11 bottles left. <laughs> the 10 cases were virtually gone. He's like, yep, the 11 bottles that we have left, they're sitting right over there. Really? Okay. Is there a limit? No. Really? Nope. You want a box? Yes, please. So I took home six bottles of Makers 46. Two of them were for Jonathan. I guess two of them were for me. And two of them were for Todd, my almost brother-in-law, as it turned out. But I was like, really? No limit? 
at $19 a pop? Sure, why not? I'll take I'll take six of those. So I did. One one box of makers to go, please. I have never seen a special like that before. I will probably never see it again. Hey, hey, Dwayne, do you want to invest in uh, some crypto? No, I got all my money tied up in Makers 46. <laughs> it's probably a better investment. Oh, it's absolutely a better investment. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two. Uh, you can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can check out our now-frozen Neighborville drains. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and dj to go Cedar Valley. And as always, you can send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though no one does that. Todd? So not, not to revisit the whole NFL debacle, but I'm just what hits me here is I'm, I'm not saying they screwed up, but somebody in your house, namely you, but somebody in your house defended Joe Buck. I know how much that pains you. <laughs> oh my God, I did. <laughs> you didn't even see you didn't even see that coming. That's how bad this is. So somebody should pay attention to this. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, Joe Buck fan. No, no, that is not that is not the show title. That is we, not the show title. I guess we'll have to clean that up next week. <laughs> we'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. You didn't see that coming, did you? I really did not. That was great. Oh, nice work.